Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this episode of We Ask Watson. My name is Imogen Drummond. I'm a Watson's Daily Brand Ambassador, and here with me this morning is the one and only Peter Watson. Good morning. Hi there. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm right, thank you. Jumped the gun there a bit. The only thing is, I'm very conscious, um, just, just to tell listeners, um, that Imogen is waiting for an important Amazon delivery, so we have to get this done uh, early and quickly, don't we, Imogen? Yeah, aren't we all? Anyway, what did you think was, was your favourite story today? So I thought that the stock market was very interesting this morning. Um, there was some massive volatility in the stock market around mm -hmm. companies like GameStop and AMC Entertainment, um, which had seemingly been suffering recently, um, yeah. but they suddenly faced massive rises in share prices. I think it was by something like oh, 135% or some, something or other. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this volatility had been caused by large groups of retail traders, so amateur traders, who had been intentionally pushing up these share prices in companies that had been bet against by big yep. hedge funds um, yep. and actually resulted in massive losses for, for these asset managers. Um, mm. And the traders had self-organized through Reddit of all places um, and yep. had yeah, targeted companies like GameStop, American Airlines, Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, mm -hmm. And as a result, I think the fund manager, Melvin Capital, had lost almost $4 billion since the beginning of January, um, which is insane. <laughs> Yeah. So I think there are a few interesting things about this story. So first of all, like, why is this happening? What, like, um, what is going on here? Like, why are mm. all these amateur traders suddenly piling into the market and causing all this volatility? Mm. Um, and I think it it leads on from the kind of boom of the Robin Hood app last year, um, mm. when a number of people were kind of bored under lockdown didn't really have much to do, decided to start trading from their sofas. There wasn't really anything mm. else to bet on and they wanted to earn mm. some quick cash. Um, mm. So apps, not apps, companies like Tesla suddenly saw themselves like skyrocketing in share prices. Um, and the thing is with these retail investors is they don't really think much about the fundamentals of trading. They just suddenly buy in because everyone is just piling in. So it's very much a, a herd sort of mindset. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing, really. I mean, you see these things. So Robin Hood did incredibly well last year and actually led to a, a, a thing, you know, I, I think people called the Robin Hood effect. You know, the fact that which which refers to the fact that you'd get stocks that were, um, you know, generally driven up by a load of retail investors going, yeah, let's just buy this thing because it's great. Um, rather than looking at when we talk about fundamentals, um, all it is is just looking at a company and saying, look, you know, is it worth is it worth the share price it's at now um, because of what it's doing and, and, and what its plans are in the future? Or actually, is it pretty, you know, is it pretty, pretty blooming expensive? Um, so that's what's happened there. But um, I think that uh, there's, there's been a lot of this uh, because there's been a, a real uptick in interest um, in trading, because as you quite rightly said, um, there was, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of boredom out there. You know, with people not being able to go to work, um, people wanting to to make some money. And so, um, you know, people who didn't who couldn't bet on horse racing and things decided that they would do the next best thing. That's a bet on the stock market. Um, so 
you know, I think this it, it is very interesting how people are adopting this, and what this generally tends to do is to is to increase volatility because people don't invest on a on fundamentals or a long term basis, generally speaking. Um, whereas, again, generally speaking, um, institutional investors like pension funds and and whatnot um, tend to. They they well they say that they invest for the long term. Um, I mean, you know, some of them are a bit more flexible in their approach, as I found when I was a stockbroker, um, and some some of them really do stick to it. Um, but the main thing is they are generally institutional investors or prof- and the professional investors are generally seen to be um, you know more more stable. Um, so that so what this means is is when you've got loads of volatility like this it increases um uncertainty in the stock market mm. um and, and i think really what the reason why you know the white house is now apparently monitoring the situation the the thing is is that you know if you get if you get loads of um ordinary people just having a punt and do you know doing this and encouraging and sucking people in um by by boasting on reddit and say look how you know i can you know here's my lambo and look at my big house whatever um you know people getting sucked in by that the problem is is that especially when you're trading on on options it, they can magnify your your gains and your losses mm. um and so if this thing comes off and you would have thought it will because, you know, it is not worth that. It's not worth. And, you know, AMC Entertainment, the world's biggest cinema chain. Is that really worth it? Should that have gone up over 300 percent in one day? I don't think so. And so, you know, at some point people are going to sell. And when they start selling, it's going to snowball. And there are all sorts of people. So that as many as the people there are at the moment who are, who are boasting about their gains, they are going to suffer catastrophic losses. And that's why the White House is looking at it, because um, they, you know, at the end of the day, they're the ones who are going to be picking up the tab yeah. by increasing the, you know, I, I don't know, the, the um, uh, you know, giving out more checks to, to, to citizens and banks sort of repossessing things. And I mean, it's just it will potentially be very, very nasty. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and it's the people's like pensions that are going to end up paying for it, isn't it? It's not. It, yeah. it, there's there's not just no consequences for this sort of thing. No, no. I th- and I mean, it, it, the, the whole thing with with regard to that is is like with um, you know, it's not just as simple as it's the little guy versus the big bad um, billionaire fund manager, you know, hedge fund managers. A, a lot of not all hedge funds, but a lot of hedge funds they run you know money that goes into your pensions. Uh, or yours, our pensions, and if they lose thirty percent in in the year so far, and we've not even come to the end of January yet, um, that is going to be very, very painful for a lot of people. But they're not going to realise it because it's not black and you know, it's not like it's it. You know, a lot of people see these things in terms of black and white and good and bad, and that's the way people seem to want to see it, which actually I'm going to say in a minute, but you know, they, they want this, um, but it's not as simple as that. No, definitely not. And, you know, I think in the short term people are betting against, you know, it's the big, it's the big hedge fund manage, managers that are shorting mm. these companies. And it seems like the Reddit traders are trying to spite them almost as like a motive. Yeah. Like we yeah. want you to lose this money, but in the yeah. long game, that's not how it's going to work out because the money comes from people like them. Yeah, 
Exactly. Although, I mean, I, I, I guess this is probably stoked um, a bit by the likes of Elon Musk. So it seems that he's got lot, lots of uh, lots of fanboys and fangirls out there in social media land um, who who um, who who admire. I mean, quite rightly. I mean, he is an amazing guy. But, you know, the, the fact that he, he has always been very, very um, uh aggressive towards um especially hedge funds that have shorted his stock um i mean if you remember he did they he does every now and again he does these stupid um sort of product uh, uh promotions and he he had some, there was some red satin shorts which he called <laughs> short shorts okay these red satin shorts short shorts which are short shorts <laughs> um and sent them to all the, the investors that shorted his stock. <laughs> um, and actually, I think you can. St- I think you can. But yeah, you could buy them as a normal punter. Um, but you know, there were. I think it was a limited run. But I mean, but my point is, is that you know he is a sort of the anti-short brigade. And because these investors see him as a hero, mm. um, they're more likely to sort of get involved in in you know taking his side in whatever it may yeah. be you know in terms of either his own company or or against um hedge fund uh, managers who who dare to short his his uh, company yeah what i also found amazing about this whole story was it was it was organized on reddit of all places on the web yeah um yeah on the on a page specifically called wall street bets with 3.1 million users who actually call themselves mm. degenerates so there's definitely yeah. this this atmosphere and this mindset of mm. you know like the people against the system here yeah definitely. and i also think definitely. it goes to show how powerful these online platforms can be you know like yeah. that the, this this platform is not regulated like you said retail investors don't really think about the fundamentals it's all you know like i think you said it on the on the daily it's like a feeding frenzy like no one's really mm. thinking about what is actually fundamentally happening um yeah you know, and it goes to show how powerful social media can be. I think Indeed. it's um, it's certainly some sort of a like democratization of finance, but just not mm. <laughs> not in the way that you know the World Economic Forum or any of these institutional investors had <laughs> thought of it. You know, yeah. I mean, it does. It certainly feeds into the um, the overall uh, overarching big theme of big tech being too powerful and social media having too much of an influence over people. I mean, how you can actually police something like this, you know, stopping people from saying, I made loads of money from this bet that I did. I mean, I don't know how you're going to police yeah. that. Well, it's um, word of but, mouth, you know, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, you can stop, you, you, you can stop, say, platforms, but there's always going to be other ones that will be just popping up as well. So, I mean, I, I really do think that uh, this, again, this is another thing that shows how powerful um, social media can be mm. and that you know it really does need to be taken seriously and and soon you know i mean the i think that the these uh politicians and, and lawmakers from around the world you know really need to to get this sorted um otherwise there could be some really tough difficult things happening um you know to 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 people um and um and we don't need that now that we are trying to get out of this uh corona you know the other end of this coronavirus yeah thing. well there's certainly an irony in the fact that people are doing it because they're bored because of lockdown and they've got all this well, yes. extra cash kind of floating around yeah. and they're not able to spend and ultimately it might yeah. come back around and, and bite them yeah 
Mind you, though, um, better I say better that they spend it on on this kind of stuff rather than. I mean, I have seen reports, you know, in the newspapers, where you know, so in in um, in in America um, and in some places like Japan does this as well. Is is they've been giving um, people handouts right over over lockdown, uh, and um, I remember seeing some reports just being absolutely amazed when you've seen someone in America saying. Oh, I was really pleased to get that thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars or whatever it was because it means I can go and get that assault rifle um, that I've had my eye on for so long, uh, and I just haven't had the you know I haven't had the cash, so I thought I'd treat myself yeah. to a to a semi-automatic yeah. rifle. I mean, I mean, at least at least these people are spending it on stock. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, but but you know, but hey, each but who, who am I? Who am I to, to, to comment on that? But, uh, but anyway, yeah, there you go. Yeah, very interesting. So um, I guess I'll talk about my, um, my fave uh, uh, story today. So I guess I've got to talk about this, this whole thing where the, the, there's, there is a massive um, finger-pointing and blame-game exercise going on now with the EU and the UK and AstraZeneca – because the as I you know it's one of these stories that I sort of mentioned a few a, a while ago, saying it sounds like a minor thing and it could get nasty. Well, here we are; it's getting nasty. So basically, what's happened is is recently AstraZeneca said that they that they weren't able to produce as much uh, vaccine in their European facilities as they had thought, and obviously this has had an impact on plans by the EU to distribute vaccines and has caused obviously a lot of consternation. Um, You know, in contrast to that, you've got what looks like the UK being quite successful in terms of um, UK, uh, in terms of vaccine rollouts. And this obviously irks everyone in in Europe. Um, Now, the thing here is, I don't know who is a at fault here and i don't think anyone knows there's no no one will no one actually knows apart from the people that are actually involved um so on the european side they're saying look um you need to give us more you know you need to give us more vaccine and we're gonna take your vaccine um because we need it and um and yet, you know, we're on our side, we will probably argue, we will probably say, well, the reason why you're short now is because you faffed around um, trying to trying to get a better mm. price uh, from AstraZeneca, whereas we actually signed up three months before you lot did. Um, so they will say they will say that and say that, our, you know, we will say that our side is watertight, whereas the EU will talk about, you know, they might broaden it out to talk about, you know, the contracts contractual obligations social and moral obligations i think when you start talking about social and moral obligations it i think it, it's a sign that they doubt they're, <laughs> they're not quite sure whether they whether they've got the contractual yeah. stuff so they you know so i don't know i mean i really don't know no one knows um but someone has mucked up royally um in this debate and the problem is is that people are going to pay with it with their lives i mean people are going to die and the way that we'll probably paint it over here is look at the europeans they're going to kill us right they're they're killing us because they're taking our vaccine whereas the europeans will say look at those blimmin 
British deserters who have not only left, but they've taken our, our vaccines as well. You know, we should never forgive them, etc., mm. etc. Now, some some sort of compromise has got to happen. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what's going to happen. And I really hope that they aren't going to use this as some sort of negotiating tactic. Like, OK, we'll give you some more vaccine, but give us more fishing rights or something like that. Yeah, I really that hope would be that a bit of a happen. low blow, I think. But then again, I guess, you know, desperate times, you know, uh, you, you're going to take a cheap shot. I, mm. I don't know. I just don't know. But but the thing is, is that this is ongoing. Um, it's going to get worse, I think. Um, I, I just hope that they, these people can can actually sort something yeah. out. Yeah, well, undoubtedly, it's going to create some, well, more tension between the UK and Europe, um, given mm-hmm. that there is the backdrop for that. But do you think there will be any implications for within Europe? Because I know that, you know, within Europe itself, there was some finger pointing and, you know, it was all getting a bit fragmented in terms of vaccine distribution. Whereas, you know, in the UK and I think the US as well, they were having more success. Um, So do you think this will potentially unify the European countries against like a common enemy, as you (laughs) say? Yeah, the deserters. Yeah, the, the British deserters. Um, I actually think it could have the opposite effect. I do think this, you know, this is splitting people at the moment. Um, and I think that it, it, this has the potential to break Europe up if it is not careful, because the populists who have been sort of hiding away for the last few years will be now thinking, hey, we, what we said all along that Europe is a, is a rubbish project mm-hmm. and that we need to look after ourselves because, look, they are not looking after us, you know. And I think there will be, up, you know, there will be uprisings if this doesn't get solved yeah. quickly. Um, and, you know, and so I, I hate to say it, but it does, it does, it, it really could be because one, this is one thing, but this is one absolutely crucial mm-hmm. thing. And if they can't get this right, and quickly, this is going to, you know, this could, uh, I mean, Europe was always looking a bit sort of iffy every now and again anyway. I mean, it's not, per- it's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. But this could really drive wedges between, I mean, especially, I would say, the, the more prosperous northern Europe and the less prosperous or far less prosperous yeah. southern Europe as well. And you know, it could see the rise of populism again. And if you see the rise of populism, that really is going to signal the end of, um, yeah. of the EU. Could be a final nail in so, Could be. But I mean, let, let's, you know, look, I don't know what's going to happen. But it <laughs> On is, a negative it note. Is, let's see. It's, yeah, let's, let's see. Yeah, keeping it light. Uh, <laughs> you know, let's, let's hope we all um, go off into the sunset um, with, uh, with, you know, loaded up with vaccines that have 100 percent efficacy i mean let's let's hope let's hope so um but there you go um i think that's that's all we're going to say um today on on that front i just wanted to say for the just for this this end bit here is that um today um at watson's daily we've actually 
published for the first time ever um, a uh, a new thing called um, Quick Bites. Okay, so it's Watson's Daily Quick Bites, and what they are is it's it's going to be a series of um, short articles written by our our lovely um, uh, Watson's Daily, uh, lovely and highly intelligent um, uh, Watson's Daily ambassadors. I will look, yeah, I don't write them. I look through I look through them and you know help with the editing and stuff and then we put them out. Now at the moment the only place you're going to be able to see it is actually on the daily email that you get if you are a subscriber um to to Watson's Daily. So all you need to do to see this is you open that email and you scroll down and you'll see. So today we're talking about uh, there's an article about uh, Jack Ma, um, which is which is really good. And that's that's written by um, Jerry Thomas. But yeah, so um, there's that. So that's one thing to to look out for. And another thing is um, you can. So today's Thursday um, and this is a time when so I'm going to do an Instagram live at five um where i will go through a few things um from key bits from this week and you can ask me any anything you know any q and a uh, and then at 5:30 i then have a zoom call with subscribers watson's daily subscribers and uh, you know, so paying subscribers where i do a, a more in-depth uh, look at the week and then um, we talk we do more discussion and that kind of thing as well so those are a couple of things for the end um, of today um, but I just wanted to say um, thank you so much, Imogen, um, for doing today. Uh, and you'll, you'll ho- hopefully hear, uh, if she's not been put <laughs> off by it, uh, by Imogen for tomorrow. Um, and uh, just want to say thank you very much for listeners for listening and hope you have a great day. Thanks, everyone. Thank you very much. <laughs> bye. See you. Bye. <laughs>